Welcome back to another week of the Mazinaw Podcast. It's your lone wolf host this week, Jake Charman. Rob and Steve have left me high and dry, but we have got something huge for you this week. It's official. It's live. The first ever Mazinaw live Nodcast podcast, whatever, combine it. You can call it whatever you want. We've got a massive night here. Um, Founders Day coming up. I... Uh, we're getting a bit of feedback during the week from people. Where's the Nodcast? It was going to wait another week until, you know, Steve got back from his recovery in New Zealand. But we decided, you know, we're pretty desperate. Um, and, you know, the people were salivating at the ears for it. So we, we've we've had to deliver. Um, so, yeah, as, as I said before, <laughs> I'm on my own this week. Rob's uh, preparing for Founders Day. I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's sort of just gone off the gone off the face of the earth and Steve he's trying to get up for the game this week he's he's like I said gone New Zealand um I think he's seen some like special witch doctor over there to get his body right but yeah we'll uh we'll have to see what happens there big big probably news on the uh selection front for those two but yeah I'm, I'm on my own and I think potentially Steve's HR alarm bells might be ringing I've uh, been given the keys to his and Rob's, you know, baby Ferrari as, as it, you know, is known around the club. And um, we're going to go to work. Uh, you're probably going to be hearing the most interviews you've ever had. Normally we just get our one special guest tonight. I'm going to try and get everyone in the rooms on this podcast. It's going to be huge. Um, yeah, so like all good history teachers do, we're going to be going in chronological order tonight. We're going to start with the beer pong. There's a bit of a rundown from a few weeks ago. We'll go into a uh, rundown from the last two weekends' games as I know you've all been left high and dry, so you need some more content. And then we'll go into some you know, specific stuff to do with the biggest weekend on Mazinot's calendar, Founders Day. What does it mean to people? Um, and then also you know, a few little other sneaky segments in there, but we'll let you uh, wait and see on those ones when we get there. Alright, so like I said, we're going to be talking about the beer pong first and I've managed to track down one of our social event organisers, Blair. Blair, how was the night? Uh, it was a great night, but do not ask me what time we finished up. I think I was hearing about 2am, is that correct? I could not answer that correctly. So, what, did you set up the night but also enjoy it as, as much as the others? Once the Bombers won, it was all in Franny's hands. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. That was a that was a great win by the Bombers that night. So, can you give us a bit of a rundown as to how the night looked for people who weren't there? It was pretty wild. Um, the boys were very keen to buy back in. As soon as they lost, we had people going to get cash out from Seven Eleven, and it was a bit of um, a hectic auction. But um, the girls pulled through. We had I think three female teams in the final eight, so it was a really good night for us ladies. Yep, I agree. I love to see that. Um, I think I think that's what's been lacking the last few years with the beer pong is that the women have been struggling to get through. So that was a, a great thing to see. Um, in terms of outfits, what were your sort of standouts that you can remember? That I can remember. Um, oh, the girls, Nicola and M, they were very hard done by. They looked stunning. Um, I think they were from Scooby-Doo, if I can remember correctly. There was also some um, Squid Games costumes, but besides that, don't really remember much. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so, real question on everyone's lips. Are you going to be social functions manager again next year? Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, might need my sidekick again, so we'll have to see as the year goes on. Yeah, thanks, bro. I think that's a good segue into uh, moving on to Fratty and getting his opinions on the night. So we'll quickly roll over to Fratty here. So you, you probably can hear a bit of background noise. We are live. We are in the rooms. I've got our other social media. Oh no, not social media. Social um, function. What, what's your what's your title, Fratty? Uh, VP of social, mate. Oh, that that sounds very official and fancy. I love that. So we're quickly sort of chatting about the beer pong night. How did it go? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, really good turnout. Biggest one we've ever had. You know, over 70 teams in the night. Um, a, lot of, a lot of teams buying back in just to get back to see if they can get a chance to win it. Um, we had Hawley and, and our new, new man, Dewa buy back in late. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get the chockey. Spent more money to buy back in than what they got. But they, they came in balance second. And, um, yeah, we got our first ever um, boy-girl couple, which was good with um, Doc and, and Maddie. So, yeah, really good night. Yeah, that that was uh, that was great to see. I think the, the boy and girl combo win because um, yeah, been dominated by the men the last few years. So, um, what do you reckon the best costumes were for yourself? I, I remember you you were sort of deciding the best costume based on a bit of crowd feedback. But at, at the end of the day, you were the one who chose it. So, what, which was the best costume of the night? Look, I'm I'm a, I'm a big TikTok man, and I'm a big fan of the Island Boys. And I'll tell you what, Eamon and Fui, that content that. That costume that they put together, that's the best one we've ever had. The tattoos, the hair, the clothes, just everything. Just unreal. So I think it was well and truly deserved. The crowd went wild, so it wasn't just me that decided it. I just pick who's the loudest cheer. So no, they've done very well. Yeah, that, that's so fair. I did, their, their costumes were very in-depth. Um, now, you've sort of got through arguably the biggest event on the calendar, people-wise and potentially money-making-wise, but... Do you think you'll probably throw your hat in the ring again for the role, or no? Next year? Yeah. Uh, and Ange wouldn't be happy about it, but... <laughs> no, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, yeah, thanks, Franny. So, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try and get some, um, maybe, opinions from other people about costumes of the night. Um, I'll, I'll have a bit of a walk around here. Um, yeah, oh... Yeah, so actually we'll go to the girls' table. Um, oh, actually, I found I found Em Haller. Here she is. All right, so Em, yeah. got, a few people have said that your costume was really good. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a standout the night. What were you dressed up as? Um, Daphne and Belma from Scooby Doo, and Jake was Shaggy. Yep, and who was who was Lucky? Uh, Fred. Fred yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like we were robbed a little bit um, in terms of? missing out on best dressed I do I think the strategy is you have to go last on the line of cheers because then people who are last get the most cheers so I think it's robbed yeah rigged I agree we thought you got robbed yeah, um, um, cheers um, to that last wine love and live it's great good to be back <laughs> alright oh, oh, oh. alright I've got some 19s players here alright yeah. Cheryl's yeah. how's the beer pump uh, yeah it was uh, good um, pretty stiff that means you did get not even nominated for best dressed I'm pretty flat with that but um yeah, it was a good night. Knocked out in round two, so... Oh, come back next year. That's pretty early for you guys. What happened? Yeah, um, I don't know. Deez and uh, Hazy, they got the better of us. Hazy's got, like, this this flat action. Just got us, caught us off guard. Stewie got nervous, and um, we crumbled. 
Yeah, actually, Hayes is pretty old as well, so he's going to be experienced that, bro. All right, Stewie, my, my boy. I've been talking about this guy on the podcast for about five weeks. Um, I'm glad to finally get him on. How'd you go, Beer Bong? Oh, yeah, right. I don't know if she was said it already, but we're pretty, pretty flat about not getting at least a nomination for best dress. Yeah, that's so fair. So, um, actually, I, I want to address something. So, uh, you got stitched up a few weeks ago with the... Uh, apparently, you, you w- used toilet liquid to wash your clothes. What happened with that? Yeah, look... Um, I'll admit it, mum does all my washing, so um, she went away for the weekend and I had to do it myself. She gave me the rundown on how to do it and I used the toilet cleaner and I'm lucky my clothes didn't go blue. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we, we like a bit of truth in here, so that's good. Uh, just, just quickly, 19, so how are we going this year? Yeah, very, very good. We're four on the trot at the moment, so four wins yeah, in that- a row. Hopefully have a, another one on the weekend. You black, so... Yeah, that'll be huge. How have you been playing yourself? Been playing all right? Yeah, all right. Start of the season was all right, but I'm injured at the moment, so... What's, done, what's wrong? Done my ankle. I've missed the last three. Oh, I'm missing the weekend as well, so... Unfortunately. But, but that's that's probably a good sign, though, because, uh, you know, you've had a few massive wins against some stronger teams and without you, so I think that's that's good good signs for the next few rounds. Yeah, very good signs for the 19s. Is there is there any talk of the finals were potentially being mentioned? Yeah, there is there is a bit of that amongst the boys, but uh, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves yet. So no, that's a, that's a very mature answer. So uh, yeah, th- thanks thanks, Eric. All right, so I've tracked down um, Al Michael. So how was the beer pong night for you? Yeah, it was actually really good, really fun. Got through more rounds than I thought I would. What did you dress up as? Um, tennis player. Was that like your best best sort of thought thought outfit, or like could you have done better? <laughs> it's definitely a last minute one, but it did the job. So you know, I thought it fit the theme. So yeah, I think that's actually very true. You actually did fit the theme. So yeah. Um, so overall, good good successful night for the club, do you reckon? Oh yeah, it was great. It was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, it was awesome. Bal, what about you? Did you enjoy being home? Yeah, we pretty much won, so yeah, it was a good night, yeah. What round did you get through to? Uh, three, Deegs bet us, but we um, took out Jooks, so that was the main thing of the night, yeah. Yeah, I remember that game, that was that was pretty pretty heated, I remember, there was a lot of people around that table, so that was awesome. Um, who do you think should have won best dressed? Um, Dundon Lifflin for sure, I was rooting for them, but a bit of a stitch up, but whatever. Yeah, there were a few good outfits, so that's fair. Alright, so I reckon that's enough beer pong talk. We'll, uh, we'll move on to the last few weeks because we haven't really been, um, haven't really give, given the fans much uh, sort of insight into you know how the teams have been going. Um, normally the women get left to the end, so this week we decide to uh, start start with the women's program first. And uh, I've got our new reserves coach here. I don't know if, I don't know if George is going to be happy about it, but she she actually can't hear us, so it's alright. So. Noelle, we'll start off with the reserves women. How have you been going over the last two weeks? Um, well, the previous week to last, we uh, had a win against Hawthorne, and I, I made my debut as coach of the uh, Resis whilst Georgia was sunning herself in lovely Vietnam. Um, and then this week, I decided to put the boots back on. Um, thought I'd better get out there and just help the forward line out a little bit. And uh, so I chucked them back on and uh, Georgia made it back in time from uh, Vietnam. And uh, we, also, we also had a win this week as well. So um, the, the other team, interestingly, at the toss decided to kick with, they wanted to kick against the win. So 
we, it was bonus time for us. Elise came back from the toss and said, girls, we've got the win. Uh, and we managed to kick four goals in the first quarter. Um, and then another another goal, and I'm not sure, another quarter after that. Um, I, I think they got then two goals, but we still came away with the win. So it was a pretty good uh, pretty good result. Yeah, that, that's actually a very good point about the win because, um, yeah, you scored all your goals sort of earlier on, and I did notice the scores were quite close last week. So good win against Beeds, who are a good team. What about this week? Obviously the Resi is no game, but... Um, Maybe give us a bit of an insight into how you think the seniors are potentially going to go against Ivanhoe for Founders Day on Sunday, 2pm at Central. Yeah, well, it's interestingly because um, last year Ivanhoe obviously had their two women's teams. This year they don't have a, a seconds team. They decided to pull the, the pew on that. Um, so they only have the one squad. So we're not actually sure. We've, we've looked at the results, uh, Claudia and Blair and I, just recently, uh, just to see what we thought. So uh, we think we're in the, with a good chance this week. Um, we've got a fairly good squad. Stell's got a few to choose from, so um, it'll be a big, hard, tough game. Um, but I think the girls are up to it. Again, we'll we'll be out without a main ruck. We'll, we'll probably have Nicola and um, uh, Maddie Noon. Maddie. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Maddie Noon, um, who who only had her first game in the seniors last week and did really well. So they'll be alternating in the ruck this week. So probably just announce two players that haven't been announced yet, but. Um, and as we know, it's, it's Julia Batoli's 50th game this week, which is um, the, the only the second women's players to do that after Claudia Maguire. So Jules is really um, a legend around the club with the women's team. She, she's a premiership player. And as you know, she kicked the, um, the winning goal in the premiership in the inaugural year. So we love Jules. She's a great character to have around the club. She's always um, getting behind the younger girls and helping out and making sure everyone feels welcome, even though she's been playing remotely this year from Adelaide. So we really all want to get around Jules, make sure she has a great day and, and get the win for her. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great point to make uh, with, Ju uh, with Jules, yeah, because she's been one of the founding women's members. So, um, yeah, huge game for her this week. Um, but thank you, Narelle. I appreciate your insight. Uh, yeah. All right, so now we're with um, Cordy Maguire to talk quickly about the women's seniors last few weeks. So, actually, Cord, you were sort of out two weeks ago, but how about we just chat about last week's game against um, St. Bede's? How was it? Um... St. Bede's is very skillful. They are very, very skillful. And um, but we like so first quarter we lost um, quite. But then the last three quarters after that we really fought hard. We um, kept them low, um, and we were much more switched on in the game. Um, but yeah, we just we definitely had um, had a bad start. Yeah, that that I think has been a bit of a weakness this year, and, and obviously. We sort of we didn't actually score this week, so our first first game of the year we kept scores. So, um, do you think the girls are going to hit back hard against Ivanhoe for Founders Day? Well, Jake, as you mentioned that, um, you're the forwards coach, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm not too sure what happened. I was picked as well in the forwards, so maybe that was just a coaching decision. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely um, fight very hard. We've learned from our mistakes, and I'm sure we'll go quite well this week. Awesome, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the senior girls can win. I agree, Claude. So thanks for that. All right, so now we're going to sort of move on to the senior men's here. And I've got... Uh, I've played a game of seniors. <laughs> got Damien Penn, affectionately known as Tubba. So, Tubba, how have the senior boys been going the last couple of weeks? Yeah, good, mates. Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of... Um, last, last week's one was a pretty tough one against Parkdale. 
um, the week before we had a, a pretty, pretty relatively easy game against UHSVU, but um, last week's one was pretty good, so they sort of knocked us about a bit. They've gone 0-5, and um, we only just snuck over the line with three points, and they were up at three-quarter time, so um, hopefully that'll prep us a bit better for Founders Day this week. Yeah, always tough to beat Parkdale at Parkdale, so I think you boys do well no matter, you know, even if you're only won by a few points. Uh, this week, who have you got? Founders Day game, what's happening? Uh, who have I got for... Oh, sorry, who are we, who are we playing? Who are the seniors who playing? Got? Yeah, oh, Hampton Rovers, so 1v2, huge game this week, so they're pretty they're undefeated at the moment, and we've got the one loss uh, first round against Ormond, so um, this will probably really show us, show us where we're at, I think, so that'll be good. Yep, and... Um, who do you think sort of, or who's actually, who you expecting to have a big Founders Day game potentially might get the medal? Uh, I reckon uh, I'm trying to get a bit of something going here for, for Dangers. So Mitch Angelo, if you listen to this podcast, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're flogging him as Dangers these days. So I reckon he'll, he'll have a blind. He's a big game player, mate. He'll, he'll throw his weight around. I reckon there might be a fine coming his way from the club for, for potentially whacking someone behind the ball or, or something like that. So, uh, But yeah, he'll probably end up with a few. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point, I reckon, because he's definitely the bloke to do that. Thanks, Tala. All right, so now we're moving on to the moving on to the resis here. I've got the man everyone wants on the podcast. We've been getting heaps of mail, and it's like we want Jezza, we want Jezza on the podcast, and now we got him. Jezza, how's the last two weeks been down the resis, mate? Yo, guys, absolutely fine, undefeated. Is it six and zero? On top of that, you feel, you feel uh, at the moment with the five hundred percentage going in, going in strong, but. It's been a great, great run so far, but there is a very, very long road ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I've actually been looking at the scores for the races. You've had sort of a few comfortable wins the last two weeks. So yes. what do you reckon uh, about this week against Hampton? Are they, how are they going? Because like, their ones are like doing very well, but what about their races? Yeah, I think uh, Hampton will be a good uh, competition compared to the last two weeks with uh, obviously UHS and uh, Preston being easy games. Um, we know we've got a big game coming up the week after with Old Ivanhoe, but I think it'll be a good uh, stepping stone towards that game. So hopefully put on a good performance and really send a message and really get the best foot forward going into next week. Yeah, for sure. That's a great point. Um, all right, Founders Day medal. Who do you reckon is going to cop it for the Rezies? Ooh, I just got the announcement then that Lavers is uh, dropping down to the two. So I reckon it's uh, an easy win there with Phil Lynch going up into the ones. But... I don't know, there's a few people just floating around and I think it might be a bit of a competition on the day. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who pulls through. Do you reckon what, Spress is in the extended bench if he actually gets a run, do you reckon? Do you reckon he's a chance? <laughs> I heard Spress gets found this day, he's uh, putting on espresso martinis in the club rooms <laughs> afterwards. You heard it first, Jackie. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse, that's actually a great point. I'm sure special about that one. Alright, so now we're moving on to the third team. This this bloke, he's not he's probably he's not gonna be happy that I mention him as a part of the third team, but Sam Deegan. He's he's back. I, I, st- I stole his I stole his job on the podcast this year, or rather you might have handed it over. Probably feeling a bit sad for me since I wasn't a very good player and I'm probably not a very good coach, so I got given the podcast job. Deeks, thirds. How are we going in the thirds? Did you, are you listening to the team, mate? I'm, I'm in the twos. Yeah, that's this week, though. But you were in the, thir- <laughs> you were in the thirds the last two weeks. So. Yeah, no, I played twos last week. As, I played twos last week as well, Snakey. Jeez, I'm getting some misinformation here. Anyway, just tell us how the thirds go. <laughs> All right, the thirds, I think they... Um, I think they were undefeated and then they came up against, it was a one versus two last week and I think they got done by eight or nine goals. So, um, but that, 
I don't know, the, the correlation maybe D's goes up to the twos, thirds lose, something like that, maybe? No, I totally agree. I can get around that. Like, apparently you were pretty, pretty influential in that game you played in the thirds two weeks ago, and didn't you guys win by heaps that game? Uh, no, nah, we won, the, yeah, the first one I played, I played two. First one we won by 150, and then the next one we won by five goals, so. Um, but yeah, the thirds, thirds are going well still. It, it, not, nothing wrong with a loss mid-season. You don't want to go through uh, undefeated, I reckon. Yeah, that's a good point. And now, I don't know, if it, for the listeners at home, Deegs has sort of made a bit of a late-season entrance into the into the footy club in terms of playing. He's, he's been suffering from the ultimate res, his dreaded shin splints. How's that treating you? The shins are going all right, actually, at the moment. Not really feeling them too much, but there's a few more additions um, to the shin splint club, I found out tonight. Tubsy is one of them, suffering from the shins. Uh, new nickname, the Splinter. <laughs> and Spress as well has got the, the shin splints. Just the one shin, though, I think, um, from his left foot. He was kicking about. He was kicking one of the hardest balls. <laughs> he was kicking one of the hardest balls I've ever seen tonight, and I reckon that <laughs> that um, that's brought on the shin splints in his left boot. So yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's a, that's a great to you know be a part of a bit of a, a shin splint club. So the focus isn't on you too much. But um, since you since you've left us, how do you think the podcast has been going? We need to get an opinion of you know one of the founding members of the potty. Well, you know that I've, I'm still a stakeholder in the in the Nodcast, and I wasn't happy with your first couple of weeks, to be honest, Jake. I told you this as well. A L- little bit, you're supposed to be the goofy one, um, and and you were too. You know, let let Steve Mann ask the serious questions and 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 delve deep into players. You come up with some some rubbish and just make up some lies and get get me laughing. That's what I want to hear. That's that's your role on the Nodcast. Um, but to, to your credit, the Nodcast has gone missing and you're bringing it back tonight, so um, it gives me something to listen to at work. Yeah, we're taking a few risks tonight. Being, being live podcast, so it's been a bit sort of unprecedented. Probably lots of background noise, but that, that's, just, that's just how we just how we like it tonight. So, um, yeah, thanks, Deegs, for the feedback. We always love that at the nod, so con, you know, constructive criticism is what we love. <laughs> yeah, Jez is live. Jez, can you hear me? Are you, you? <laughs> Jez didn't realise it was live tonight, so... <laughs> Say hi to mum, Jez. Oh, hi, mum. <laughs> all right, so I think have we covered all the teams. Got yeah. No, whispers are a little bit later, Deeks. Oh, how long, much longer you got? Oh well, we're going to talk about what Founders Day means to a certain <laughs> few few people here at the club. So um, we got Lucky Lucky McKenna because you know big big week big week big week down here at Masnod. Lucky, what does Founders Day mean to you? Uh, it means celebrating the life of St Eugene de Mazenod. That's a, that's a real sort of media type answer, Lockie. Who's who's St Eugene de Mazenod? Can you tell us about him? Uh, <laughs> uh, founder of the Oblates, where Mazenod obviously originated. He's great great man from what we've learnt. So yeah, you have you read his biography from back back in France in the eighteen hundreds? Oh. Oh, true. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we we'll move on to actual sort of people who help out the footy club, Lockie. Not not actual Saint Eugene, but um. So Lockie, which is someone at the footy club that, or who is someone at the footy club? Sorry, who um means a lot to you? <laughs> uh, uh, 
Um, <laughs> lucky you stopped saying um. You got to actually answer. Uh, <laughs> probably my girlfriend. She's playing twos at the moment. <laughs> lucky you can't. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, pro- probably the <laughs> one of the. Uh, Someone you see every Thursday, Peter Fisher, great bloke, gets down it every weekend. One one of the faces you see, and uh, just all around great bloke. Lucky, I think that's a great point. So let's segue into Peter Fisher here. I'm going to go and find this bloke. He's, he's in the kitchen doing his weekly thing, and we're going to go and chat to him right now. So I've got to walk down the hallways. Bit, bit of a fire drive. All right, we found him. Peter Fisher, we're doing the podcast live right now. So, do you mind being on? No. All right, that's good. So, a bit of a Founders Day special. What does Founders Day mean to you and what does it mean to the footy club, do you reckon? Oh, well, it's a, it's a great, great, great thing for the club. The, um, you know, the founder, of, you know, Eugene de Mazenite. So, I mean, they all play for that. My grandson was dying to get a game. So, uh, I think it's a great, great thing for the club. Yep, and do you, do you think like it's a it's a good chance as well to maybe you know look at the people who've who've been helping out the club a fair bit? You you were mentioned by some of the boys as someone who they look up to as well. So um, yeah, who who else do you think potentially around the club is is a great volunteer and um, does a little bit for the club? Oh, Don Barker, a lot of the coaches, you know. The, I mean, it's hard to think. Um, Sorry, I put you on the spot here. Yeah, I did yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, so tell us a little bit maybe of your involvement at the footy club so far. <clears throat> I started when Simon was in under 13s, Mazenot under 13s, and I've been here ever since. So um, Simon's 52 now, so that's a few years. And I've, I've usually done the goal umpiring and, uh, yeah, so I've done the goal up, up to, up to a, a reserve and that, so... Uh, so yeah, Simon played 300 games and now the grandkids are playing, so it's a long involvement, but it's good fun, so it's a good club. Yeah, it's good to see that generational involvement, I think it means like the club's definitely going strong. Um, what are some of your fondest memories, or I know I know you've been here and involved for a while, but yeah, what is some something that sort of stands out to you? Oh, premierships, I, I, was, I was the... Um, Team manager in 1990 when both my sons played in the grand final. One was 16, the other one was 20. So we had a we won the under 19s grand final. So and I was team manager with Brendan McCusker. So you know that was a good day. Uh, my youngest son was the first time he sort of tasted drink and we played at nine o'clock on the, out at Elston We Park and we finished about quarter past twelve and. It, Quarter past eight that night, he wasn't very fit. So yeah, <laughs> so that, yeah, the, the premierships, and then I mean, you know, even down the ground. Years ago, we had the Olympic rally down on the bottom ground, and we had we uh, had the uh, I had the, the torch come through the through the ground. That was another big thing for the for the club, and we had to give uh, food to all the people. Yep, yep. I think that's a that's a good thing to bring up. You know. Showing you know how the club's been not only involved in just footy but also in the community as well overall. Um, all right, thanks for your time, Peter. Cheers. Thank you. All right, so now I've managed to track down Don Barker. He's he's got a uh, got a lot of history down at the footy club, and uh, 
Don, we're just talking about Founders Day at the moment. Um, we know massive week for the footy club. So what does Founders Day mean to you? I, I heard you speaking before about sort of the volunteer involvement. Do you want to sort of have a little bit of a chat about that? Yeah, I mean, back in, back in my day, we didn't, we didn't have it. So um, I think it's a, a, a great day in the, in the season for, the, for this club. Um, what does it mean? Well, it's looking back at, at, at not only the contribution of the school, but the contribution of the um, past committees, the founders of this club. Um, it was founded, uh, the club was founded so that old boys could, you know, play footy after they left school. And, and, and a few of the, the old Mazenodians got together and said, how about we, we form our own footy club? And um, from there, you know, playing out of Garnet Road where there was a Hessian sack between the two two uh, clubs in a, in a change room um, where there was um, no heating, limited showers uh, to, the, to, to what we've got today, to the you know, great facilities we've got today. Um, we've got a lot to be thankful for and we've got a lot to, to thank the, the school um, in, in their support for the Mazenod Old Collegians Football Club and those founding people who uh, took it upon themselves to, to form the club. Yeah, no, I, I can't agree more with that, Dom. I think that's definitely true. Um, as for yourself, what, what's your role in the club this year? Because I, I know, like, I've only been here for, I think, maybe seven years, which compared to a lot of other people here is, is minuscule time. But you've always been here um, since I've been here. So what are, you, what are you up to at the moment with the footy club? Yes, at the moment, my role is treasurer. So I look after the finances. So... Not all that well liked by everyone, but um, I'm pretty sure they they still like the beer prices because they haven't gone up. I don't think in the time that I've been treasurer, and that's nearly coming on five years now. So I, I, I'll hang my hat on that. Um, yeah, I I help out a little bit in in other areas. I like to keep fit, so I, I do some umpiring and um, and I yeah, volunteer where where need be. Yeah. I suppose and I run the bar because I like to see keep. Keep a close look on the look on the uh, the finances going in and not going out. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know what, the beer's not going out. That's that's a great thing with you know current inflation. So testament to you, Dom. Um, now this week, I think we were just having a chat about is your is your young one running out with the senior men's this week? Yeah, he's actually looking forward to it. They um, James and my daughter Pearl have uh, previously run out with the club, but James didn't get to run out with his favourite player, Mitch D'Angelo, um, due to an indiscretion the week before. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's really looking forward to running out on, on such a special day and uh, running out with Mitch uh, along with all the other players. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be a fantastic moment, I think. Um, yeah, so for any listeners out there, the, the club's actually got a bit of a um, program they do. So if you've got any... If there's any young supporters out there who want to run out with either the men or women's teams pre-game um, just let, let the club know and we'll, we'll be able to organise that um, do you reckon James deserves a bit of a lolly snake after running out with the boys or not? Oh, I'm pretty sure you put his hand out for it yes so uh, whether he deserves it that's debatable but I'm pretty sure he'll still put his hand out <laughs> yeah I'm sure he will uh, um, thanks, for, thanks for the chat Dom no worries Jake alright so moving on from uh, you know what makes the, make, makes the club tick we know that this week it's Australian election, so oh. what better to have a bit of a segment? 
who would be the best Prime Minister at the club? We got Tom McKenna here. Tom, who would you choose to be the next Prime Minister at Maznor Football Club? Uh, Liam Wellsford, because of his speeches. Liam Wellsford, because of his speeches. What type of speeches does he do? Just an excellent, excellent public speaker. So. Yep, that's, a, that's a good point. I appreciate that, Tom. All right, so now we're moving on to uh, our boy Cheese. He's got nice, luscious locks going at the moment. So, Cheesy, who, who would be your choice for PM at Maznor at the moment? Um, I would have to say Ben Riley. He's doing a very good job at being like a dictator, and he just he just wants to rule everyone. I reckon he just wants to get his two pence in. Yeah, and I reckon he'd be pretty good at like doing. You know how like the the prime minister goes out to like the pubs and stuff during the election time and like sculls the beer. Do you reckon Ben would have be good at that or not? Um, no, I could more picture him um, tackling five year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. All right, so M. Howard, who would your choice at PMB for the Mazinon Footy Club? Maybe maybe choose someone from the women's team because we we know g- women actually can be in positions of power in Australian leadership, as we've seen Julie Gillard. So who would be a good maybe choice from the women's team for PM? Um, Claudie Maguire. Why Claude? Um, because she bought me a bottle of red wine tonight. <laughs> that's it. So actually, that's a that's a good political tool buying yeah. stuff for um the party members. So <laughs> exactly yeah. Right. Actually, that's, yeah. that's genius. All right. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jez, we're back to you, mate. Ooh, who, PM, who, who you got? Uh, I actually like the uh, uh, the leadership of Fletchy Ford. He's a quiet achiever, but he uh, his tall presence in the room makes you feel very uh, <laughs> very calm and directed. You always you always get a strong strong presence. Around the man, so I, I would have a uh, Fletchy Ford for president. <laughs> is, would that be Australia's tallest PM? Right? By far, by far. Yeah. All right, little, we got we got Benny Riley. He's running away from me. Come back here, Ben Riley. Come back here. Come back here, Ben. Ben, who's the PM at the Footy Club? Ben, give us give us your give us your PM. You, mate. Why me? Because you're doing such a great job with this. Oh, thanks, Ben. I appreciate that, mate. All right. Uh, well. We're sort of struggling for content here. I'm not going to lie. It's hard doing the solo operation job. I might park the weekly whispers till next week. It's, so, uh, all right, that's it. Signing off for the first ever Maznod live nod cast for 2022. Hopefully this comes back. Probably going to be a disaster, but Stephen, Rob, hurry up and get back. I'm missing you guys. All right, so, Jackie Boy signing off. See you later.